Are you ready? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit podcasty. I don't know where you're I'm a Lamborghini. <laughs> I'm a Hollywood star. <laughs> we haven't revisited a little bit of Lexus in uh, a while, so. No, I love it. It's we'll bring it I am currently watching Schitt's Creek when I'm like going to bed and it's so nice. Like it's, oh, it's just such a good show. Um, one of my friends posted, let me go to her story um, and see if I can find it because she posted this thing on her story that I responded to about Schitt's Creek and I was like, wow. It's the best. <laughs> she posted the Shit's okay. Creek alphabet. That's so good. And he's good as the post, so I can actually see it. So, for instance, you have things like H, Herb, Illinger wine, or whatever. Herb Illinger. <laughs> and then you have T, Cafe Tropical, which is cheating in a way, but it's fine. We'll let it happen. Oh, you need to post that. <laughs> I, we, Take I a will. screenshot and post it on our Instagram. Peace for petty fogging. <laughs> we need to also post a link to I'm not too poor to contour. Um, I'm. I'm oh my god! To, I was listening to our last episode today, and I'm like, oh, oh yeah. We sorry that we do that all the time. We're like this really funny thing, and then we never share it. The nice thing is, though, usually our references are very cyclical. So once you have all of them, you will have all of them. Like that, we don't really add to them that often, unless it's like a really good ad. Well, it's just we are already at peak humor and comedy. So why break if I'm sorry? Why fix it if it's not breaking? Why break it? If it's fixed. <laughs> Well, that's that's a Moiraism if I ever heard one. Why <laughs> fix? Why break it if it's not fixed? Fixin, fixed. Do we feel the bombastic energy? <laughs> <laughs> no time for my fogging. Anyway, whatever you do, rock onwards and upwards. <laughs> There's a guy on TikTok who does really good Moira Rose impression. David, like, oh. yeah, these are really bad. <laughs> He does a really good job. <laughs> oh, good times. Anyway, um, what's up, Pam? How's it going? How's your day? It's all right. Um, obviously, I'm still in lockdown, so I have physically nothing to do ever. I have gone into like a dark space because I am doing a clothing fast for like a couple of months. So I try, mm-hmm. I try to do a clothing fast every few months because I end up buying a lot of stuff that I don't wear, mm-hmm. and then I need to dig through what I have and purge, and then it's it's painful. It's like physically painful. Mm-hmm. And so I end up buying skincare stuff because I need things like I'm so bored. There's nothing to do. I can't even play Spyro anymore because I'm literally so old. I'm 800. I get motion sick. So like all the like <laughs> spinning of the camera, I can't do it. I like physically get a headache and I'm like ill for the rest of the day. Weird. So I, ha- I can't play Spyro. There's, there's, there's a super fine limit on the number of things I can do. The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is almost over. I only have three more episodes to look forward to. Mm. And they're not already released. I have to wait by the week, which is so irritating. Oh, year is it? I mean, I am fully streaming spoiled, but like, I expect that if I want to finish watching a show, I can finish the dang show. Well, you know, in these, in these times when we're all literally stuck inside with nowhere else to go and nothing else to do, I would think it would better suit you to release all the episodes of your show at once, a la Netflix's Bridgerton, because then you run the risk of us going elsewhere for entertainment and then not returning. Speaking of which... 
Um, real quick, finishing my thought. I'm buying a lot of skincare products. I right. literally bought this thing. Um, it's like a jackhammer for your pores. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's too, it's, it's what you do, would do in a dermatologist's office, but like a handheld version where it's like an extracting device, mm-hmm. but it literally like, it looks like it's like, like so it's going to like shovel across my face, but at the end of it, I'm going to have baby skin. So stay mm-hmm. tuned. Um, anyway, that's what I'm doing. I have nothing to do. Uh, today for like an excursion, my husband and I went to the drive through Starbucks and got <gasps> Starbucks and it was so good. Calm down. So good. The nice. Anyway, as you were saying, oh, uh, Bridgerton, have you, fin- have you watched Bridgerton? Have you finished it? You haven't. You are a worthless, worthless <laughs> scheduler. <laughs> and I changed the last word because I want you to know you that did. I value you as a person <laughs> and I love you, but you are the worst at follow through. Yeah, I know. I know. Trust me. Literally, it's like such a good show too. It's not even like a thing you don't want to do. It's like, ah, here, let me explain something to you, Ham. When you have OCD and also (laughs) when you have OCD, you tend to return to your comfort zone very often. And for me, my comfort zone is a show that I have seen millions of times because I know it's going to happen. I can watch it without needing to invest too much attention, which Mm -hmm. leaves me free to also browse TikTok and or some other social media site, Instagram, if it's not TikTok. And this isn't just me. Anyone with OCD will tell you, we have a thing where we like, we like to rewatch things because there's a comfort in that. So it's not that I don't want to watch Bridgerton. It's that I don't want to start Okay. Well, I'm here to tell you that you're wrong. Okay. And that your OCD tendencies are holding you back in life because tell me about so it. good. And also, can we just like circle around the fact that Emily in Paris got nominated for a globe? I, we can't talk about that now because we have to talk about it later. Okay. But, well, um, all I'd like to say is in general, I always find it hilarious. The things that like get Oscar noms and get yeah, golden yeah. globe noms, because it's like, nobody liked it. But the right. four people that you sat in a room that are critics loved it. And that somehow makes it worthy of an award. I want that job. <laughs> I mean, it's like the people who name nail polish is like, yeah, I'd like the job, but it's unrealistic. I do wonder, like at a company, like let's say you have like the Ellie factory for nail polish or whatever, you know, they're mixing their colors, they're getting it all together, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And you have one person at the end of the line who's just yelling things out as soon as they see the color. You know, like it rolls down, champagne, coffee cup, three-week gold baguette. Terracotta! <laughs> I don't think they're like yelling. I think they're just typing, but I hear you. No, it's way more fun for me to imagine them yelling it and then their assistant being like, okay, yes, very good. And they're just like validating them. I don't feel like that person has an assistant. I think we're we're in a different strata. I of- feel that it's a pretty elite job to be the nail polish namer. I bet you it's not. I bet you it's a computer. I bet you they replaced the person that was there with a computer wow. that was just like randomly generate descriptive color or food title. And it's Technology like, here to ruin the party again. Yeah. Mocha maroon. Like, ooh, mocha I like maroon. it. <laughs> and it's literally just a computer to be like, oh, mocha maroon. <laughs> we had like when people would name missions at work and things like that, because, you know, like that's what they do in the military. Yeah. Um, they had um, computers do it. And we were all imagining just like, 
who designed this program? Because obviously it has to pull the words from somewhere. So you just have this huge bank of people were like, what's a, there's like a um, Jim Gaffigan bit, I think, where he is talking about, um, oh, God, I gotta think about it. Oh, he's talking about when we talk about young know, shampoos having weird words on them, like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's all like, yeah, he's like, what should we all tell people about the shampoo? And he's like, well, I don't know, like, pick a word. And they're like, how about um, fuel efficient? <laughs> Greenhouse. I will <laughs> say, though. So I, I used the semi-permanent hair dye the other week and I was talking yeah. about it and you know how like if you dye your hair at home it always comes with this conditioner mm-hmm. and there are some people who are like super into those conditioners I always think they're like car fluid like they're mm-hmm. just horrible they feel bad they smell not that great and then they go on your hair and it's like the worst thing ever it's like if you use Pantene like why mm-hmm. in the world would I put my hair for this this is like mm-hmm. stripping an engine of its oil that's what this is doing so <laughs> fuel efficient actually would work for <laughs> conditioners that are in the box dye <laughs> like we should just try put it put it someone put it in your gas tank and then let us know what happens let us know if you can, I don't know how what is going to happen to you. I, I disclaimer, like, I have no. Pick a car that is not yours and put it in that gas tank, <laughs> and then just observe. Oh my gosh, I didn't even know that this was a thing, but it happened to my brother like a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. This girl that he was dating was crazy, which happens to him a lot because he tends to date younger girls, mm-hmm. and what that means is that their brains aren't fully developed yet, so they're like, actions don't have consequences. <laughs> and just, I can like, relate, Hannah's brother. Like, yeah um we should have a support group for like (laughs) you would love that um but anyway he was dating this girl at work and I'm like oh you never crap where you eat like don't do it um anyway so he was dating this girl she went crazy she put sugar in his gas tank or she tried to she failed to do it and apparently it causes like a really bad chemical reaction that can like blow up your car yeah i didn't even know that you could like do that so apparently there are loads of things that can make your car just spontaneously combust and sugar being one of them now i'm wondering conditioner from box dyes also a possibility Mm -hmm. i need mythbusters to come in here and like do the job for us because yeah can you test this mythbusters thank you because like you're willing to risk your lives i am not so. Well, and they also have cars that they can just throw away after. That's true. We That's really true. don't. Um, I like my car. Would like to keep her around for a while, for just a little bit, personally. So. Uh, okay. I guess that's really all I had to say. I don't think I really said anything, but you know, that's just the, that's showbiz baby. (laughs) That's television, honey. (laughs) I was talking about it with girls at work the other day, actually. I've been called, have you ever been called honey in a meeting? Yeah, I hate it. I've been called honey in a meeting once. And at the time I was in the military, so I couldn't really say anything. And I was really low ranking, but I was telling the girls at work, I'm like, in the back of my mind, I was plotting how 10 years down the line, when I'm a real person and I have a real job and I have the equivalent um, salary surety, I guess I want to say, like where I'm not going to get fired or randomly just like, because <laughs> they can definitely do that. Um, I have, I have, so I've saved those in a bag and I will wait until the moment where someone calls me honey in a meeting. And I'm like, you shall not refer to me. As this honey. poor person, this one individual is going to get 10 years worth Just of like rage. Yeah. yeah. And it will be an example to all of those douchebags who did yeah. it before. Yeah. It's uh, very condescending. It's very demeaning. It's, it's I would never. appropriate. 
in a professional setting, I would never call anyone, let alone like a dude, honey or sweetie or anything like that. Like, it's darling. Like, why would I do that? You know, I say hun sometimes, but it's accidental because it's in my speech pattern, but I don't say it in meetings. Like Mm -hmm. I'll say it to my colleague that I sit next to. Mm -hmm. Well, that's one thing, but you do it in a meeting that's intentional. Yeah, exactly. Like there's a huge difference between a speech pattern slip, like, oh, do whatever you want, hon. Like, or like in a meeting, honey. (laughs) Um, Sweetie, that is such a good suggestion. Thank you. You'll all be. I will end you. (laughs) (laughs) I hate peaches. (laughs) (laughs) I'm allergic. (laughs) I'm a strawberry, damn it. A very proud strawberry, <laughs> a long history of expertise and success. <laughs> so thank you. So screw you. Occasionally Bob. an apple, but that's very specific <laughs> scenarios. You don't know me like that. We are not on that level. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> let's get started. Okay. I'm Hannah. I am Emma. And this is the transcontinental tea. It the is. TCT. The T, the T headquarters. The, the Emporium the Centrality and T. <laughs> okay, so we are going to be talking about the news today because who better to bring you the world's headlines than the two of us? You know, really? I we're mean, not just here to sip the tea, we're here to spill it all over the ground. <laughs> I'm not cleaning that. So nope. get to it. And it's tea, so it stains. Yeah, it sure does. And also, if you put as much milk and honey in yours as I do, it's very sticky. (laughs) (laughs) Unpleasant to clean up. Unpleasant? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. So I feel like we should just get into the tea of the week. Are you ready for that? I would love a tea of the week moment. Just a teeny tiny sip. Just a sip. A tea of the week. Well, well, I am so ready to get into it. Honestly, it's another fascinating week here in lockdown with nothing going on. Um, I have I have like a tiny rant and then like a quick little siplet of tea. Okay, so my tiny rant. It was Friday. This was my week to work. Tuesday and Thursday, which means that Thursday was my work Friday and Friday was just this extra Saturday of awesomeness that I got. Exactly. So I was at home. I was in my robe. I was ready to just like exist. Mm -hmm. I was ready to just be. Yeah. And then I got a signal message. And if any of your workplaces use signal, you know, it's impending doom. It's like you see the snow start to shift on a mountain and you're like, that seems ominous. That seems bad. And an avalanche comes. And sure enough, I got a message on Signal that was like, hey, we think there's a big problem at work and we might need you to come in. Translation. We don't know how to do anything by ourselves, Hannah. And we need you, much like a mother, to use the little tabby things on our diapers and get us back together. Help! So I got dressed, begrudgingly. I went in. And when I got there... There was nothing for me to do because the problem I had to, so I'm a technical writer and I had to typically like 
with higher priority stuff. It just means that something significant happened during a flight or mm -hmm. there was something significant that happened post-flight. Anyway, I went in there and it was literally nothing. Mm -hmm. It was the equivalent of um, if you were a news person, someone crossed the street. Breaking news. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, did, did a car hit them? Is there more? Is the, am, am I missing it? Is it like, is it going to hit me in a second while I'm here? And I spent four hours there. What? Sorting out their own mess. At the end of which they were like, thanks for coming in. We appreciate it. I'm like, eat glass. Like, <laughs> I'm literally, but of course you can't say that. So you're like, it's it was fine. My pleasure. I'm so, I'm happy. so happy to do it. Um, on the one hand, I am happy that they called me in because they probably would have done it wrong. But on the other hand, it literally could have waited till Monday. Mm -hmm. And I basically lost an entire day of joy, peace, and bliss. And in Salt Lake City. And Salt Lake City, you know? The Real Housewives are not going to watch themselves. Truly. Often. I mean, they might. <laughs> but seems like it's not going to be enough. Do. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> it would be very myopic. It would not get out to the cultural masses. No. Because I am the voice of the people, hence this pod. Correct. Okay. Tiny little siplet. Okay. So I have found a new thing that is either a multi-level marketing scheme uh -oh. or an amazing new product that I can't wait to get. And okay. I don't know which one it is. <laughs> so it's this palette of makeup. Okay. It's called Demi, Demi Color or Demi Color because people don't understand that adding a U doesn't change the pronunciation. It's still color. Uh -huh. um, so basically it's this palette of color correcting like it's almost like foundations, but it's just little mini blocks of color. And their idea is that you neutralize the colors on your face that okay. are distracting instead of putting on a whole beige face of makeup. Okay. And then you can have more of your natural skin showing, you look more luminous and you look more like yourself. So I really want it, okay. but to buy the first set with a brush is $136, which is bananas. That's okay. nice, man. But if you, if you, if you follow me down this rabbit hole, uh, you sound like me sorry. right now, but okay. <laughs> I know this is like, this is like, Emma is like in relationships, <laughs> I am like with buying stuff, yeah, like yeah. 100%. <laughs> but if you follow me down this rabbit hole, okay. If this makeup is what it says it is and does what it says it does, then I wouldn't be buying foundations and I wouldn't be buying other makeup products. And therefore over time, I would actually save money because you only have to replace the individual color blocks once you use them and you're using very little amounts of product. Mm -hmm. That said, it's very possible that this is a total crock of crap that is not going to work. And I will have spent all this money on it and have nowhere to put it and just have wasted it. So what I did mm -hmm. listeners was to find a medium road. So I bought a $12 comparable pack of like, these are color correcting shades. So if you like this, then you will definitely want that. Okay. And I would have proceeded to try it out. I like it. I still want to work on like doing a little bit more, but basically it's just to conceal my blemishes. So I'm not trying to contour my face. I am <laughs> just trying to kind of blend things that are distracting. Okay. So my theory is if I use this palette and I like it, then it would be worth investing in the super mondo expensive one because it will have better quality product and it will last longer, et cetera. 
if I don't use this palette and I don't like it and I don't like how, like, I can't figure out how to work it and I don't like how it sits on my skin, it's probably less incentive to buy it. So have you looked up reviews? Uh, yeah, it is positively reviewed, but it's one of those things that it's not like not a ton of people are spending $130 Mm -hmm. to buy color correcting makeup yet. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. okay. I am sussed by it personally. (laughs) And that's coming from someone who has bought many a um, Chinese product. (laughs) Yeah. And this is not Chinese. This is like, this is American actually. Hmm. Even more suspicious. Yeah, but it looks like one of those things where they they have like influencers that are mm. like the makeup company's artists who are do, using these products and they look good. And I've seen the videos, but I don't know a ton of regular people who've bought this and are obsessed with it. So that's mm-hmm. my my drawback. And in addition to the fact that it's like a stupid amount of money. Truly, that's insanity. It's but I guess to play devil's advocate. I have spent easily that much money on like two products. Combining, combining a full face of makeup. If you're talking blush, bronzer, foundation, powder for the parts of my face that need it, brow product, like it's way more than that. So um, in the long run, it would save money if it works the way it says it works. For me, it's just watching and reading more reviews and Mm -hmm. figuring out if it's something that I want to invest in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm the opposite where I'm just like, okay, I'll try it. And then I just spend the money <laughs> and hope. If it were just me, I would have bought it that day. But <laughs> I have a husband and Ugh. any purchase over a hundred, either pounds, dollars, whatever, a hundred, I implemented the rule that we need to talk about because he also has a bad buying habit, but his is like tractor crap. So he's like, <laughs> I bought a new schmishmishmer for the tractor. And what you do with it is you put it inside the tractor, it turns in a circle and then it drops seeds. And then that's what we needed the whole time. And I'm like, why did we spend 300 on this? <laughs> I have questions. <laughs> um, so in fairness, as this product is also over a hundred, we had a discussion about it. And he cautioned that if I really wanted it, I would still want it in a month. And I was like, that is not fun. <laughs> and I want it noted for the record that I am the fun one, obviously. I don't like logic <laughs> when it impedes me. No one asked you for your opinion. <laughs> but actually I did. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's, act- it's a super good strategy and I've done it myself before where if I really want a piece of clothing or like an item, mm-hmm. I'll wait like a month, two months, mm-hmm. three months. And mm-hmm. if I still want it, then I'll buy it. But there's this part of my brain that's the instant gratification part, mm-hmm. you know, like a uh, party monster, but it's instant gratification monster. It's like, mm-hmm. it's going to be gone by day. You can't, you're not going to get it. it. It's going to be gone. They're going to run out. They're going to all be short out. <laughs> you never get it. I mean, <laughs> and then I'm like, <laughs> I have had that happen to me before, at least once, Same. but you know, um, it wasn't meant to be. <sighs> you have to just accept that maybe you weren't meant to have that product. The stars are not aligned. <laughs> okay. All right. My team. My little sip is so I, as everyone knows, I bought a car back in like November. And it has been actually quite helpful. I like it a lot. I have not had any issues. You know. It's not the car, it's not having the car that's the issue. It's 
It's like the, someone twerking across the room to you and you can see their butt coming and it's just getting closer and closer. However, <laughs> but <laughs> um, New York City's parking policy is bananas. We don't have one. It, you don't park. <laughs> it's bananas. So normally I don't have too much of an issue in my neighborhood finding parking. It's very residential. You're quite suburban. Super duper. I'm South Brooklyn. So it's not like a super hubbub of activity anyway. Um, lo- most people, if they live here, they have a driveway. So street parking is not usually too much of an issue. Like right. I never have to drive for more than like five minutes or further than a block away to find parking. Sure. But we have had a snowstorm, a series of them rather this week. And we're going to snowmageddon. snowmageddon. <laughs> and, uh, I love snow and I hate it when it turns to ice, which it has. I love snow. But the issue is that while the streets are clear, the sides of the streets are piled with snow because the Mm -hmm. plows just push it to the side. And if you're unlucky, you park on the right side when then that means the plow is going to literally cover your car in snow or you're mean, you park on the left and you can get out eventually. But I have four wheel drive, so that's not an issue. The issue is that people aren't moving right now because of the snow, which means that there's hardly any parking. So... I found what I thought to be parking twice because I couldn't tell that it was past the parking line and was considered a no standing zone, which also counts as a no parking zone. Um, So now yesterday and the day before, I have two parking tickets worth $115 each. And I have parked in these locations more than once and nothing has ever happened. So I was like, oh, okay, I guess it's okay. It was not okay. Everything was not fine. Everything's not fine. And, and I'm like, I'm so careful not to block driveways or anything like that. Like I'm very careful not to screw anyone over who lives here. And these spots though, you can't tell they're not spots because everything's covered by snow. So while there's like a line that usually indicates like here's where the parking zone ends and or begins, it's not visible because everything's covered in snow and ice. So part of me was like, I should contest this, but that would mean I'd have to physically go to court and I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I'll just pay it, but I'm angry at New York city for it. So there's this weird policy in the UK where the parking um, fees are different public versus private. So there mm-hmm. are public spaces that you, if you get a ticket, you have to pay, but any private, company that has a parking system you technically don't have to pay which i appreciate because it's gotten me out of like five tickets that mm-hmm. were on like some businesses address that i didn't even realize that i was parking illegally or you know <sighs> well here we are these are days we'll remember and this is my third parking ticket in new york city because i had another one where i was apparently in a school zone that i didn't know was a school zone because it was like at the very, very end of the street and right across the street next to me, to my left was a parked car. So I was like, oh, this area is okay. It was not okay. It was not fine. So me versus the city of New York's transportation office continues. So stay tuned for the gripping courtroom drama. We'll see. Anyway. You know what it's time for? I think I do. I'm excited for it. You're excited for it, listeners. It's MSBs, y'all. Bzz, bzz. Let's do it.
been a week, let me tell you. Uh, just today I've posted, so I have, those of you that aren't friends with me on Facebook, I'm telling you now and you'll, you'll know everything else that they knew, but I have an album called Men Be Trippin' because truly That's a good one. men do be trippin'. <laughs> and it's a collection of just stupid DMs, ridiculous comments on social media and or dating apps that I've gotten that I have compiled into a soon to be coffee table book. So right. Um, I'm going to just share with you the three that I posted onto my Facebook and I'll also post them on the Instagram so that everyone can physically see that I'm not just making this up. Uh, the first was from a conversation with a man named Mike and very typical conversation. We're talking about making plans for next week. I was telling him, you know, I usually have classes throughout the week, but I'm free next weekend. And he's like, give us a little, a little description of Mike paint us a picture with words. Okay, Mike is, um, well, his main photo is shirtless. I think that tells you mostly everything you need to know. Um, but he doesn't- That was uh, not a positive comment in case anyone was lost on that. <laughs> not a good thing. Uh, uh, I don't, it doesn't seem that English is necessarily his first language, uh, which is not uncommon on New York City Bumble. You know, like obviously this is like the melting pot of the United States. So lots of foreigners come here, but he has good English. Like I can understand everything he's saying, so. Uh, Mike, he's attractive. He's in his late twenties, um, and he obviously I'll mumble you message first. But he's been like an active conversationalist, you know. So he was. It was very normal at first. Like, what do you do? Like, oh, this is. We talked about normal things. So, I think the thing we're all wondering though is, does he enjoy long walks on the beach? Because that's really what I want to know from anybody's dating profile. He did not mention it, but the only beach nearby is like Coney Island and you don't want to walk on that beach. So, okay, so it's, it's probably a negative mark. So that's strike two, really shirtless uh -huh. photo, no long walks on the beach. Well, you're about to add three more. So okay. here's, Continue. here's what happened. Um, it, the conversation was I'm pretty free this weekend. And he said, I have, you know, a lot of work to do, but let me know what your schedule is like next week. I told him I'm free next weekend. So we're making a plan. He's like, oh, what would you want to do? And I'm like, oh, you know, like, I'm not picky. We can grab a coffee, a drink, whatever. Like, I don't care. And he says, oh, yeah, grabbing a drink would be great. We can just know each other. And then. I, I, like, had to physically drop my phone when I read this. It was not good. Not even five seconds after he sends me the, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. I don't have a chance to respond, okay? This is what he says to me. Hopefully, I'll get a chance to lick your ass. Oh. And... I, I, I was just like that one, the eye lip eye reaction we discussed last episode. That was me. I was just like, <laughs> I, I, I didn't respond. Obviously. Like, I don't know. What do you say to that? I need to find a picture of that so we can put it on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you'll, you'll know exactly what I'm saying when you see it. <laughs> it's like the. It's like, it reminds me of the Florida man meme where she's like, the what? <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> Release the Florida man. The, the what? what? <laughs> <laughs> and also the white guy blinking meme where he like has the moment of like, huh? All right, yeah, we'll post it. Um, part two of the saga. There's, there's um, for this particular week, there's three total. Good God. Or is there, no, there's three and then one good one. All right, number two. This is a man named Nick who, um, I'll look at his profile and see if there's any redeeming qualities, but I highly doubt it. 
Nick's profile. No, he has got no bio, but he had a funny photo, which was what I used for my opener. And he, I opened with, you know, my insert funny comment here and we were chatting and he asked him like, oh, what are you doing today? And he was like, oh, I'm just laying around like, you know, chilling in bed, whatever. And I was like, oh, that's the best kind of Saturday. And then he goes, haha, sorry, not gonna lie. Honestly woke up super turned on and I don't know why. Ugh. I was just like, <sighs> so I just said, I think that's just called being a guy because you guys, that's the thing, right? You wake up with morning wood. Like, isn't that like a part of your lives? I don't know. I'm a woman. Yeah. So then he goes, yeah, but like extra hard right now. Kind of. <laughs> and then he goes, kind of want to turn you on. Ew! And no. so I didn't Delete, unfriend. Goodbye. <laughs> I didn't respond. And then he goes, was that too much info? And I told him, yes. <laughs> I just said, that's just not what I'm here for. And then he goes, oh, yeah, me neither. I was just really turned on this morning. Add my snap. And obviously I did not add his snap because only bad things can happen. You would only get deep UDPs. I, truly. I unwanted dick pics. Slash unsolicited. Um, I had, absolutely. I almost was just like, you know why you want me to add you on snap. And I'm not going to do it. So I did not do it. And then another Nick. And this seems to be a trend with Nicks here. We can't trust a Nick, it would seem. Nick. I matched with him previously and so I said hello again again and then we had just regular talk and he, he said he was just at home bored so I was like oh it'd be like that sometimes and he goes I guess and then a while later he goes come over and watch porn what and I I, I men my question is why why, <laughs> why are men why do men? Why Just men? Just why is all I feel compelled to say. I mean, and I had a friend mention maybe it's how you're portraying yourself, Emma, that encourages these types of conversation. And I would like to say I've had many a dating profile, lots of different forms, lots of different versions, some more lewd than others, some very much so I'm not going to sleep with you. I'm not going to hook up with you. I'm not going to send you nudes. And you know what kind of messages I get yet and still? I want to sleep with you. I want to hook up with you. Will you send me nudes? Exactly. It does not matter. It does not matter. It is assumed if you are on a dating app as a woman that you are there to please men. And frankly, I'm just so sick of y'all. We sent a man to the moon in 1969. Why did we stop there? <laughs> Why did we not send all of them? Please explain. So those were the very three. Um, I find humor in them because like I, I said- I find none. It definitely I'm, disgusts me. I find humor in the fact that it's it, it happened. It, this happens frequently, but never three in a row like this. Like I've never had, it was out of control. Um, I will say I'm not um, surprised and it's, I had one good interaction with a guy who, um, who we ended up having like a big, so I mentioned like you're an all star at one point. And then I said, cue the music. And then he was like, which song are you referring to? And I sent a gif of the somebody once told me thing. Yeah. And we just went back and forth with it. You know, it's like, you know, some would say, <laughs> and then it was kind of like that. It was just like bantery, but we were including the lyrics of the song. So right. it was just, it was just fun. And 
at one point I asked his name is Chuck and I was like oh is that short for Charles and he said Charles Worth actually and I was like I don't believe you but I used like the anchorman (laughs) so but it's just it's been very nothing sexual it's been very just a bantery and fun so this has been a good interaction that I've had so far so that's my only I'm not the bar is so low (laughs) I'm just so like I would love to be in the room with these people because in case you haven't picked it up from the amount of context that we've given you so far I have zero time for stuff like this this is not how I interact with people this is not how I interacted with people when I flirted this is not how I interacted with people single it's just inappropriate it's yucky and nobody likes it nobody and if they do like it then hunty send it to them because the rest of the world we're not into it so i would love to be in the room as someone sends this i feel like i would be like mrs doubtfire just in the background like what are you doing deity (laughs) like what is happening in your brain where you're like this is a good plan this is going to get a positive result i'm really happy and proud that i'm sending this text Mm -hmm. ew ew i want to know like would you send that you should never send a message that like if your mom was reading over your shoulder you would be ashamed of would you text your mother with those thumbs i don't think so (laughs) disgusting disgusting behavior disgusting deplorable truly so that's the um msb's portion but we have a little bonus for the msb section oh my gosh so literally it was the sequel that none of us wanted asked for but requested hannah knew would come I would like to say. So we discussed what two weeks ago now, the catfish yeah. scenario. And catfish I <laughs> Fishgate 2021. I had been blocked on everything last everyone had heard. And then about just a quick synopsis in case this is like the first time they're ever listening. First of all, go back. You have much to learn. <laughs> number one, <laughs> go all the way back. <laughs> and number two. Uh, so basically, quick synopsis. The guy that she was not only messaging, but Mm -hmm. had spoken to for like three weeks. They talked on the phone. Mm -hmm. They'd exchanged intimate pleasantries. It was very, (laughs) it was very much beyond like a casual conversation. Mm -hmm. They'd made plans for the future. He hadn't been able to see her because initially he said like he had um, a work commitment and then he had a COVID issue at work. And then he had to quarantine for COVID because of that COVID issue at work. Mm -hmm. And basically it all came down to, he was a catfish. He was not who he said he was. We don't, Mm -hmm. we still don't know. I mean, God knows who he is, but we don't know who he says he, we we know he's not who he said he was. And so he um, blocked her on everything because she tried to video call with him. Mm -hmm. Because the, the, the climax, if you will, was oh, well, let's like send me a five second snap video just saying, hi, Emma, or like video call me if you're, and and he was basically like, I don't know if I'll be in the mood and then blocked her on everything. It was great. It was so great. Um, So I would say about a week ago, I was trying to send on Instagram, you can send posts directly to someone. And I had send, I was going to send Hannah one. And on that list will show up people that you've interacted with before. And all of a sudden this guy, Nick is on my list again and I'm like well that's weird I shouldn't be able to send things to him because he blocked me and I go to his profile and he has unblocked me the reason all I get is like a giant like all caps I've been unblocked yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? that's in a screenshot I was like look and um 
So it was, it was funny. And I was like, part of me was like, I think he probably just wants to like watch what I'm doing. Probably doesn't know that I know what I know. But definitely doesn't know because if you are a catfish and this is what I was saying to Emma, like you need these interactions because you don't have any in person. So Mm -hmm. basically like your whole life is through this online persona. So I was like, I bet you he was expecting you not to have researched any of this, like not to have done the phone number search, not to have called his workplace, like nothing. And so then when you get unblocked, you're supposed to feel grateful because you've been given another chance. So anyway, go ahead. So for like about a week, there's no interaction, you know, like he doesn't follow me. He doesn't try to reach out. Um, at this point, I'm not, it's not a a thought in my mind every day. Like I'm not thinking about him. I had just noticed because of like the message sending capability. I was like, that's so weird. About what, two, three days ago, I get a DM. And who, who is it if not fake Nick? So he messages me and I have them. So I'm going, I'm going to post them, but I'm going to read the first one that I got because it was so emotional. I was not prepared. Okay. He messages me and he says, you deserve an apology for what I did. I don't expect you to forgive me in any sense. I fucked up big time by not telling you that I freaked out. It went to the extreme by blocking you. There were a lot of similarities with my ex that caused a huge panic with me. I'm sorry. You deserve better than what I did to you. Take care. Now, some of you may think, oh my gosh, that is so sweet. What a nice gesture. I thought, are you joking? You done messed up AA, Ron. (laughs) Which is what I said. I said, you can't be serious. (laughs) That was my first response was, you can't be serious. Uh, I asked you to video call me and you blocked me. You tell me what that says. You're right that I deserve better than someone who lies to me and violates my trust. You're childish. And he goes on to say, it wasn't because of that. It was because of other things. I understand. I won't bother you anymore. And I was like, cop out. That is a cop out. And I told him apology not accepted. Anything you say, I'm not going to believe. You're a piece of crap. And so it continues where he's deflecting. Oh, understood. I'll go. And I was like, why don't you just admit it? You've been caught. I, we have caught you. I have told you, I know you're not who you say you are. So just a quick sidebar to anyone who sends an all go message online. You're not there. Where are you going? True. Stop saying that. Like, I will stop messaging you. Cause that's what you're doing. You're mm-hmm. not going anywhere. Like, don't say I'll go. I'll leave you alone then. Like, you can't like we're digitally react interacting. You can't mm-hmm. leave. You can't mm-hmm. go anywhere. We're not physically together. It's so annoying and grammatically incorrect. Go ahead. Um, anyway, I asked him just to admit it. And I was like, it's great that you make a hobby out of tricking people and violating trust. You know, um, I, I, I was never anyone but myself and you couldn't afford me that same courtesy. And then he tries to convince me that he has not lied about who he is which is bananas like he says i never lied i said prove it right now i will pay you five dollars i'll pay you actual money to video call me right i mean i bet you a million dollars and he's like well nothing i do is gonna make up for this blah 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 and i was like okay at this point i'm like enraged you know because i'm like i have caught you you are red-handed double hand up red both of them are red did you ever like explicitly message him you're a catfish like i I know the words 
So I said to him, I don't understand why you'd bother messaging someone you've been catfishing and lying to. Yeah. This was done. I'm fine. Your refusal to show me that you're not lying is all the proof that I need that I'm right. And that's when I told him, I'll pay you. Like on the slimmest chance that you're not lying, I will literally pay you money to video call me. Instagram has video call capability. Call me right now. And I was like, we both know you won't because you're a catfish, but you know, go ahead. And then he blocked me again. <laughs> and I remain blocked. To this day. To this day. And I have to say, uh, I have to say, I'm not shocked. I'm not, I'm not hurt, not anymore anyway. You know, I'm just, I'm disgusted, I think is like the main emotion that I feel. Yeah. Because you, we went through all of this, you know, like there was no reason for you to come back, like to cycle back to me. It's really interesting to me because I thought he would come back because as a catfish, you, like I said, like you need these interactions. So I think what he would have done was try to carry on this cycle and like, oh, well, um, like, I'm so sorry that I did that to you. Like, I, give me another chance. Mm-hmm. And then the person gives them another chance. Mm-hmm. And then they spend another however long, like dodging, meeting them and trying to figure out ways to dip, dive, duck, dive and dodge around the fact that they can never meet in person. Yeah. And then like, there's another fight. And I think that's how people get into these like eight month long relationships because they don't pull the plug like this at the first, like, you're a catfish. I know you're a catfish. I can physically show you that your phone number doesn't exist. So at me when you're ready to discuss this, <laughs> which I told him, like you gave me a fake number. You and gave he didn't me respond to any of the allegations. By the no, way. absolutely. He, he never acknowledged once other than saying like, I never lied to you. Yeah, you did. Here's the proof. Your restaurant has never heard of you. Your phone number is linked to a VPN. Did you say that to him? I told him like your restaurant has never heard of you. <laughs> And he didn't say anything, right? He was like, I just never lied. I was like, no, no, you did. I mean, like he literally has to be mentally unstable because yes, this is reality. And to the left in a box to the left is where he exists. <laughs> like, and at this point it's like, it's almost funny because I, it is funny. I'm like, I, I, I just don't think he'll message me again. After this. I wish he, I wish he would. <laughs> like the content is gold. Like so by, I, the, by all means, Nick, I, like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll post the screenshots because they are. I mean, I was texting my mom and I was like, "Look at this! Look who's in my DMs!" I told Hannah, "I was like, call me now." Well, because she called me once, and as we've said, like, I didn't see my phone, so I wasn't even focused on the fact that she'd called me. And then when I looked again, she called me again, and that's always bad. So (laughs) two calls, you need to answer. So I called her back, and all I read was, guess who's in my DMs? And I'm like, oh, this is a long list, to be honest with you. Like, this could be so many people. This could be her ex. This could be her ex-ex. This could be her (laughs) ex-ex-ex. This could be a guy that she wanted to be her ex. This could, like, this, there's so many things. It could have been a collection. That's true. I when she answered when she answered, I was like, Han, who do you think messaged me? Who do you think's there right now chatting with me? Who do you think it is? My nightmare was that it was your ex. Oh god. Like, my nightmare scenario, like I yeah. was going through all of the possibilities, you know, like the math scrolling across people's faces before I got you. And I was like, it can't be the j word 
<laughs> Clearly not. No, if that had happened, I, I would have answered the phone just screaming. <laughs> like, no! Literally, it would, like, that would be the only way that the, this DM situation would be worse. <laughs> if it were him. There's a tear, and he, the worst possible scenario is up here, and that is my ex-boyfriend. The world has ended. <laughs> it's, it's all going down. But I also had another guy I used to date text me this week. I was hoping you were going to bring that up. Um, what is happening? What is the, what's in retrograde right now? Like what's Mercury. going on? Mer- Mercury okay. is in retrograde I'm just right saying. now. A bunch of influencers <laughs> keep posting about it. I don't it. believe in astrology, but y- your girl might just track her stars. Astrology? <laughs> the ostriches? <laughs> they <laughs> control <laughs> the future. <laughs> you said Astrology. Astrology. It was like with an O. Astrology. Astrology is how I would say it with an O personally. But that's just You'd call them ostriches? (laughs) I truly would. (laughs) I truly would. Anyway, um, they might just make a star tracker out of your girl because this is insanity. I had a guy last year that I dated for like six months. It was a situation ship. It was misery. It was awful. Oh, so annoying because it was like, Oh, I don't want a relationship. Oh, I want you to be close to me. I don't want a relationship. I don't want you to be close to me. It was like the worst soap ever. Yeah, the it was very soap. yo-yo and very exhausting. And it ended back and they in lived like, near each other. Like there was no obstacle to them being together. Right. It was just, you were 10 minutes away from one another. Like, he was just an idiot. Like they weren't separated by war or like <laughs> countries. He was just literally stupid. Like his mom knew about me. Like it was like a thing. Like she like his mom sent him money one day and she's like, man, you know, use this to buy Emma some wine or something. Like she knew about me. Like it was a thing, like they had discussed. And um, so we ended back in like April or May because he like slept with someone else, which it was, it was whatever. It was the fact that he lied to me about it though. That really bothered me, you know, and tried to make it like my fault basically. So I was like, I don't want to see you anymore. And that was it. And we had not spoken since. I deleted his number like that day, which was big for me. Let me just say, like, I normally yeah, don't do that. it's good. Usually she keeps a Rolodex of idiots in her phone. I do. And I'm like, when did they get them back? No, I didn't do that because I was so like, I'm leaving. I'm fed up. I'm literally not staying here. So there's no point, you know? So, well, and he tried to like insinuate that if she stayed in Georgia, there would be a future. Like he on multiple occasions tried to get her to stay. And I was just screaming at her. Like, if you stay for this guy, I will come kidnap you and take you because this is not good. And like, so I had a guy friend who was kind of like this, where like, we weren't in a situationship, but we always had like questions. Like, are you guys just friends? And like, yeah, we're just friends. But his mom knew about me. And I think moms always have that antenna of like, this person would be good for my son. Mm -hmm. And she still to this day messages me sometimes to check on me and like, see how I am. And I'm like, I love you. I'm not dating your son. Um, yeah. But this guy messaged Emma on her birthday and was like, happy birthday. I've been thinking about you a lot. XOXO basically girl. (laughs) Yeah. And then she, what did you say back? I, um, well, what I initially said was like, this feels like a really bad time to say, I don't know who this is, but thank you. <laughs> I don't actually have this number saved. So. Um, Cause like of all the people who could text what me- What a clap back, new number. Literally <laughs> <laughs> because of all the people I would expect to text me on my birthday, it was never him. Like I never expected to hear from him again. You know, yeah. like that was almost a year ago. Like why on earth 
which you still have my number saved is my actual question but no way like based on the way things ended between us I can't imagine why you would think that that's a good idea so like I was saying of all the people that would text me on my birthday I was not expecting like I would expect my ex-boyfriend before I expected him to text <sighs> me and both of those are horrifying possibilities but I've had my ex blocked for like god knows how long so not even an option for him so I told him like I don't know who this is basically and he was like he made a reference to something that like would make it clear that I knew who it was. So like we used to watch Jeopardy together all the time. Like that was our thing was watching Jeopardy and I still love Jeopardy. Say his name. No, but I knew who it was by him saying. So weird. Yeah. It was weird. I mean, can I just say that's weird? (laughs) Uh, No, but I will give you a puzzle. (laughs) What? (laughs) If you solve my riddles three, I will reveal me. Sorry, I actually don't have the Riddler saved in my phone, so I don't care who this is. I'm just gonna start saying people. Be like, John Ham, is it you? <laughs> Finally, Zach Efron, not again. You're in a relationship. <laughs> Stop calling me. <laughs> Brad, we talked about this. Um, no, from Brad, it really could happen. <laughs> he is a man on the road. <laughs> um, but anyway. So he indicates to me who he is. And I was like, does your mom still ask about me? <laughs> I was like, did your mom miss me? And he's like, yeah, she asks about you sometimes. And I was like, yeah, I know. What can Sorry, I say? What did I say? It was like, mother knows best. <laughs> and, and like, we haven't really, there was like some general chit chat, but we haven't spoken since. And I stopped responding. Um, and I'm just like, what is, what's happening in the world where these guys are like, you know what's a good thing to do right now? Message Emma. Emma, I want to lick her butt. <laughs> <laughs> and happy birthday. First of all, my, my first question that I wanted to ask was like, how did you remember it was my birthday? Like, now I'm friends with what, when, as far as I know, his roommate on Facebook. So maybe his roommate yeah, mentioned it. that's still creepy. You know, because he and I aren't friends on social media at all. So Yeah, but like, why would his roommate be like, do you know whose birthday it is today? That girl you haven't talked to for six months. What is it about J names, man? It's like, it's Jane. I'm telling you, it's J names. I think it's just the people that you date and they happen to all have started with J. (laughs) But I'm telling you, if you like talk to girls, like what's the most toxic trait a man can have? Having a name that starts with J is one of the top five. I don't know what it is. It's a thing. I think the name Mike is also cursed. I knew a guy named Mike that my mom used to date when I was like little and he was a crazy person. Nick has also now been added to the list. Nick is, Nick is high up there. Because I've had three now. So. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Craziness. Um, Bristol and I are still chatting strong. So he hasn't gone crazy yet. Yeah. So Hannah is a big advocate for that one because it would put me really close to her. And she's like, so listen. I'm not saying you have to get married right now, but I am saying sooner rather than your options, use them for a visa. And then if it doesn't work out, you're already here. (laughs) I would try not to use people if I could avoid it, but maybe we'll fall in love. Who can say, if you're listening to this, please don't get freaked out by my saying that. (laughs) That hopeful optimism that keeps her coming back for more punishment. What can I say? I am a romantic. I had one guy recently that I also met on Bumble. Tell me, that I should, uh, it never ends. It's just a never ending flow. He told me that he's like, I say the same thing. He was, he, they were very much so like, I am God's gift to earth vibes from this man. Oh, uh, I hate false BDE. I'm like, 
<laughs> I'll tell you a story about Southern Charm where somebody used that as like an insult and it's the best thing I've ever heard. So just keep going. <laughs> um, so he was like, I tell us all my friends, like all my female friends, if you want a guy, you need to play hard to get. And here's my thing. I abhor games. I hate them. If it's not catchphrase, monopoly, something intended to be fun for all parties. I don't like to play them. I don't like it. And to me, by the time it comes down to me having to play hard to get to keep your attention, I don't want you anymore. Yeah. Can I just say like every game that you play, no matter when it starts Mm -hmm. or like how long into the relationship, you're going to, you're not going to be in that relationship. Like, I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen, but games mean that you should not be together. Mm -hmm. like there is nothing positive there's nothing that is going to be good for you it's not sustainable there is nothing good about a game so if they don't like you for just you like you show up to the table you bring who you are they don't like you like there's no relationship and a game is just a prolonging of that realization Mm -hmm. yeah to me it's it's I understand that there's this I don't know biological aspect of men wanting to chase but at the same time like I don't need to be chased. I need you to decide if this is something you're interested in pursuing actively right now. Yeah, but you can pursue someone in an uplifting and positive way. You don't right. need to chase them into an alley. Like, <laughs> it shouldn't be like running like away. To run, okay. <laughs> I am dangerous over short distances. <laughs> no, but genuinely, like, the pursuit aspect, the chase comes with getting to know someone, not having to run away from someone and keep pretending and dipping and diving around corners that you don't want them. Like that is such an unhealthy dynamic. Like if you're telling me, like we were talking to one another and you're like, oh yeah, I don't mind if you date other people. Like that's all I need from you. Like got it. Signed, sealed, delivered. You don't want a relationship. Thank you next. (laughs) I'm Ariana Grande-ing. Thank you nexting. Goodbye. Like I'm good. (laughs) You know, like I, I don't like to play games and I hate when they are played on me. So let's just save both of our time and just not do that. You know, Yeah, but also like at listeners, if you're a game player, you need to reevaluate not only your own choices, but what you're expecting to get out of this, because mm-hmm. nothing that starts dishonestly will end in truth. Right. Like you're not going to develop a genuine connection based on a game. Thank you. No, thank you. And um, that's all I have to say about bees today. Well, it was more than enough, I think. <laughs> it's quite a, a lengthy hive visit. We all just <laughs> we all came in. We had a mixer. There was honey, you know. Nash, I mean, we just chilled. Um, it's time to sip on the awesome. Mm, so excited. The tea is exceptionally good today made this mm, very delicious okay today is the day that we reveal even more news a la various websites we are calling this t news episode two episode two because we did if you recall listeners a mini which was not so many concerning t news previously and we thought well if we're gonna do that again we may as well make it a main sode because clearly yeah, we talked about it and we wanted to be realistic and we obviously are too well-read too informed and we have way too many opinions and thoughts that are of such high value you know to to condense them into a mini-sode and it wouldn't be fair to you guys you know that's not the it's not the kind of content we want to provide quick and dirty we want we want to go lengthy 
and well thought out and cleanly. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike every message I've received from a man ever, (laughs) ever, (laughs) literally ever. So, Mm. Uh, we each came up with about three, considering how much the B segment took, we're probably only going to hit those three sort of the four options that we actually came up with. So, um, this one kind of saddens me because this is someone who I've always thought was just like stupid hot and I loved him in movies and that is Mm -hmm. army, army hammer. Yeah. Oh, he is really attractive. Has cannibalistic kinks that he uses to front emotional abuse and proclivity. Ugh. So I'm going to just read bits and pieces of this article. Let me find one. Unverified messages, unverified, like, yes, but at the same time, you know, have been blasted across social media, reportedly showing Hammer chatting with several women in explicit conversations, displaying his fetishes, where he allegedly expresses his sexual appetite to drink blood, cut Ugh. toes, and enslave sex partners. Ew! They describe rape fantasies. One said that um, one of Hammer's exes told a tabloid the actor wanted to barbecue and eat her rib. But beneath the salacious accusations, which have turned into a media spectacle, the women say Hammer's sexual proclivities are being used as a smokescreen and are accusing him of emotional abuse, manipulation, and coercion. Whoa. So this is, um, he has not spoken directly about it, but he was removed from two high profile projects because of it. Um, yeah, he got kicked off of two or three movies. Yeah, his ex has some thoughts on it that she's discussed. What, so, did, that, what did his ex say? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll give my opinion while you're looking for that. I So here's the thing. I think people, no matter what flavor of person they are, there is a line of um, what I would call fetish that is not a preference it's violence like you can't have a proclivity for taking someone sexually against their will like mm-hmm. that's not an that's not a valid sexual preference it's not a valid sexual preference to want to enslave someone or to want to injure them or harm them it, it's just not um and the fact that we've got this cultural mindset of like everybody has your own truth and like your truth is fine that's great but truth doesn't work like that truth Mm -hmm. is black and white and the truth is you can't have a sexual preference that involves harming someone and expect it to not injure that person permanently like that's not a valid expression of individual freedom and I think it's disgusting I hope it's not true about him but I have a feeling if it's not true, you say it's not true. Right. So Hammer has an ex-wife now. Elizabeth Chambers is his ex-wife. And she, they share children together from what I understand. I think there's like three or four children that they have. And um, she filed for divorce last July. And she said, for weeks, I have been trying to process everything that has transpired. I am shocked, heartbroken, and devastated. She's listening and will continue to listen and educate herself on these delicate matters. She did not realize how much she did not know. She further comments that she supports any victim of, abu- of abuse in hopes that they get the help that they need. So um, it doesn't sound like she thinks that these are outside of the realm of possibility for him. I will say that if an ex-girlfriend mentions like things that your current partner has said or done. So for instance, there is a man who was a sexual predator and a sexual assaulter and he started dating someone. And so I messaged her and I said, I don't know if you know, but the guy you're dating was in jail for rape 
And she says, yeah, we talked about it. He's a changed man. And she's totally fine with it. She's totally fine with it because they dated before and then it happened and now they're dating again. They have a child together. Like I have thoughts about it, but that's a a willful ignorance in a rose colored glasses scenario that I would never, as soon as I find out someone I'm dating was in prison for rape, I'm out. Now, I will say, I believe in human rehabilitation. So if it is the case that he has gone to therapy, he's done his time, he's had justice served, and, you know, not in this case particularly, but in general, people can change. So I don't think, like, once you have a blemish, you forever have that blemish against you and blah, blah, blah. But I think there are certain proclivities that you need to actively seek treatment for, and you should not endanger someone else by trying to combine your life with them until you're a hundred percent sure that that proclivity is not tempting for you anymore. Mm-hmm. And at least in my mind, that's a lifelong journey. And if you're not committed to that healing and you're not committed to that rehabilitation, you shouldn't be, and you don't deserve to be in a relationship. Well, this was, he had four confirmed victims. So to me, you know, like that's a choice that you're actively making more than once. So, well, and you know, just because you serve jail time doesn't mean that you are sorry. Like, right. Sadly, our, especially the U S the correction system has nothing to do with penitence or to do with rehabilitation. It's all to do with putting you in a room. Yeah. Um, okay. So what's yours? What's your first one? (laughs) Kind of an opposite spectrum thing. Okay. Uh, so Khloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson are ready for baby number two. So the backstory is, and he's the father of her daughter and they were together and then he was unfaithful. So they broke up. He was mm-hmm. unfaithful over a period of time. And so mm-hmm. um, anyway, it kind of culminated when he almost hooked up with or did hook up with uh, Chloe's younger sister's friend, mm-hmm. the whole thing. Yeah. Anyway, so she froze her eggs a few months ago because she was thinking she might want kids in the future with whomever. Mm-hmm. And she didn't want to get to the stage where she couldn't get pregnant naturally. And so yeah. she ruled that out for herself. So uh, now they are planning to make embryos with those frozen eggs and she wants to give true siblings. And she definitely wants to go through the pregnancy herself. Um, if she can. And Tristan apparently has always wanted four kids and he already has true two with true being his second child. So they are supposedly looking towards creating a second child. Interesting. Um, it's every time I hear Kardashian news, I'm simultaneously like, who cares? (laughs) And also like, Hmm, you know, (laughs) yeah, I don't know why. Um, there's this like it's like a weird dichotomy of like I just love to hate them I think is really what it is like I think that they're ridiculous and I saw this one post recently where it was like it was like a photo of all of them all the women listing their ages and what they look like and they were like oh what strong genetics and someone was like yeah it's spelled (laughs) m-o-n-e-y and they did a plastic surgery (laughs) and they did like a swipe photo of what they actually look like and it's just the amount of work they've had done is yeah (laughs) Well, so here's what I will say. I like the family show. It's good trash TV. Um, and I support Chloe Kardashian. I really like her. She is mm-hmm. really grounded. She's a businesswoman. Like she's not famous for nothing. She has a fantastic denim brand called Good American. And she, she to me is, is an actual, like, I understand why she's famous. She is 
a modern mother she mm-hmm. she's had a lot of high profile relationships so it makes sense to me that you know she'd be in the news and I, I don't really understand like how exactly the rest of the family is super relevant um I appreciate the work Kim's doing with the justice system reform I think that's really cool and that she's going to law school um that is incredible with mm-hmm. four children I know that you know she has money so they're not exactly like it's all she's doing is raising her children, but I think it's still cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, I, I, I don't dislike them. I find their surgery laughable, but I, I don't dislike them as people. I would say, I think it's a bad choice to get into a relationship with your father's, the father of your child, of your child, because it's convenient. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope that she is going through the actual logical steps of is this relationship sustainable because it's a lot easier to break up when your kid is young than Mm -hmm. when your kid is older like the amount of mental damage is super different like my parents got divorced when I was two and I don't remember anything because I grew up with them being parted so it didn't make any difference to me that they were not together anymore because I didn't have any memories of that Mm -hmm. whereas once you get into like the mid you know four five six they have memories. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was seven and it was, um, traumatizing. It's, it's damaging. It really is. And it changes the way that you look at relationships. Mm-hmm. Like most children of divorce that actively remember the divorce would tell you it negatively affected them. Most definitely. I would say, and you know, like, I don't, I don't blame them for it because, you know, I would rather the divorce happen than, than live in an unhappy household, you know, for sure. and Ultimately, it's what my mom needed to do. So I'm happy that she did it. But at the same time, I, I do, I guess, hold my father responsible like for a lot of it. But I also have like mad daddy issues. So it's complicated. Anyway, do it. If you're going to do it, do it when they're babies. That way they don't remember it. Just yeah. parent, parent track yourselves, go to different sides of the country, never speak again. The end. I just think like it's, it's wonderful that you want to give your child siblings to me freezing your eggs when you're at an older age is risky because Mm -hmm. you're still putting your body through that pregnancy and if you can afford to have a surrogate that's amazing like good for you you're you're just she's close to 40 like she's not exactly in the prime capacity to be pregnant again and as cool as it would be to be pregnant again I think you also have to look at what you have chosen and take stock of your life And I think like, there's so many kids that need to be adopted. There's so many people that have to give up their children. Like to me, it would make way more sense to adopt than to artificially create a baby when it puts you and the baby at risk. Mm -hmm. I mean, Angelina Jolie did that. They adopted like God knows how many children. Yeah. But I also get the impulse to have another kid of your own. Like Mm -hmm. I, I understand it. It's just, I think, especially when it comes to, potentially creating a broken home you should be really really sure that you're going to be in a good frame of mind to care for those children mm-hmm. okay let's um redirect into it's really funny because we were thinking that this was going to be so like uplifting and funny and i hadn't thought about it but every news story except for the last one is like really like intense <laughs> well this one is, this one's a little more like wtf but in like a funny way. And that is that Emily Paris was nominated for like two Golden Globes. So ridiculous. What? What? And the Twitter sphere is not having it. And I'm going to tell you what they have said. 
If you ever have imposter syndrome, just remember that Emily in Paris got nominated. Oh, I saw that one. (laughs) Imposter syndrome, for those who don't know, is like when you're in an environment and you don't feel good enough to be there. So it basically, you feel like an imposter. You don't feel like you're qualified to be in whatever room you are qualified to be in. Some of them were really funny, but a lot of it is a conversation about double standards in Hollywood and um, racial discrimination is a big topic right now because of it. So snubbing Michaela Cole, I may destroy you. Is that how you say her name, Michaela? I'm assuming so. It's M-I-C-A-E-L-A. So I assumed it was pronounced Michaela, but I I think it's Michaela. If I'm wrong, I'm very sorry. And nominating Lily Collins, Emily in Paris is yet another example of how there are two sets of rules for black and white people in this country. The mediocrity, my God. And I will say I saw a compare and contrast post and it was so stark. Like it was, it was about her docu-series and she was, mm-hmm. it was like exposed you to the real like crime aspects of her past relationships, opened your mind to new possibilities, encouraged discussion. And it was like skinny white girl goes to Paris and yeah. it, like, it's just wild. Yeah. I, uh, I never saw either of these shows to be fair. I don't really there's not much new TV that comes out that I'm like super like intent on keeping up with. I don't really care that much. There are some shows like the night stalker came out and I was like all about that. But you know, for the most part, like I said, I'm an avid rewatcher. So right now I'm on a bar rescue kick. I love bar rescue. Um, but I will say that I know the premise of Emily in Paris and I agree that I can't understand how it would be nominated for anything except for like a parody award beyond maybe the costume department yeah the costume department is really good I would also say like I couldn't make it through the first episode and I like tv that is light-hearted um European I, I like I like I like they they had me at the description and I physically could not make it through mm-hmm. an episode because mm-hmm. it was so inane and boring and I mean stupid. even Lily Collins can't believe they got it and she's in it she's and like she's like it's like a bad Eloise at the Plaza. Oh, I love Eloise at the Plaza. The book. I love the books. The Eloise yeah, but it's like a bad Eloise at the Plaza, except she's a skinny white girl who's rich, doesn't right. need the money, has a yeah. job, and yeah. somehow falls in love with a French guy. Like, ta-da, the end. It it's, literally it's, could have been a Twitter post, and that's 200 characters. <laughs> like, could have, They should have made it a movie. They were going to do anything, and... They really should have made it a movie that you could just watch and be done with. <laughs> like... So, yeah, I mean, I, I want coming out with a second season, by the way. I know. I cannot believe it. I mean, I, I'm appalled at the standard with which we're uh, assigning television as good or bad. But uh, I did see that one of the writers snubbed May I Destroy You for, I, I don't know if it got any or if it got less nominations. I'm not really sure what the drama there is. But there was this like, oh, they, that show didn't deserve it or something. And I was like, I would argue that. Emily Ann Paris deserves no recognition whatsoever. And I think most people would agree with that, you know? Like, people who liked it don't think it deserves it. It's just, it's not good TV. No. It doesn't challenge you. It's not an educational show by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, and one other writer, a different writer, I think, man, I'm sure you didn't get a nomination. And the writers, even on Emily Ann Paris, are very upset that it did not get recognition for the Golden Globes, whereas Emily Ann Paris got two. So overall everyone is upset no one understands why we're all questioning it well i i can tell you why the nomination committee for the golden globes is a bunch of old white people so yeah and or 
teenage girls with like the main character complex you know like i don't know if you've seen that but it's like girls who think they're the main character they just do like ridiculous things like <laughs> yeah yeah lady, I mean, lady syndrome not that i didn't have that in junior high but i was in junior high like give me a break you know all right okay my second piece of news and i promise the last dark thing okay it's about Marilyn Manson, who I would like to say has always creeped me out. So I, I don't, I mean, every Rachel Wood is hot. So I don't get it. So they, Evan Rachel Wood is an actress. Um, she started to date Marilyn Manson when she was 17. He was like, she, she basically put out this whole post about how he yeah. groomed her from childhood, which you're 17, you're a child. Mm-hmm. And they dated for three years, almost, they got engaged and then called it off. Um, so she was 17 to 20 years old mm-hmm. and basically she came out and said, you know, she was raped physically, she was raped, she was v- physically and verbally abused mm-hmm. and she was consistently treated with anti-Semitic um, language. She was treated terribly, but she, yeah. he used anti-Semitic language. He carved a swastika on her bedside table. He called her a bunch of derogatory names um, and basically she came out and said all this and then she gave additional details because she was like, I've been protecting him for no reason really. And I need to speak out about it because there's so many people who are exposing the truth Mm -hmm. and I need to be part of that conversation. And Mm -hmm. I I can't keep protecting this person. And so other people have come out and supported those claims, not just saying like, good for you, but um, another singer was on a tour of Manson's house and he showed her a room that he called the rape room. And basically he's denied, I mean, he's a Hollywood guy. He's denied all claims and said that all of his romantic encounters were with like-minded individuals. And I'm here to tell you, if someone says that, they done it. Yeah. They done did it. Um, in a similar situation to what you talked about earlier, Dita Von Teese is like his probably most famous partner. They were married for two years. Mm-hmm. Um, basically said like, I didn't have that experience, but I'm so sorry if you did. And our marriage broke up because of drug abuse and infidelity. But, you know, I, I support the women who are coming forward and I support mm-hmm. what they have to say, but that just wasn't what happened with me. Sure. Um, but yeah, basically he, his lifestyle is apparently drug, sex and rock and roll, like legitimately. And there are, I think three or four other people who have claimed similar abuse from him. And of course he said nothing about, he said, no, like it didn't happen. So he's a ghost and terrifying. The, the point though is like, I, I hate that there is a question in society when a woman comes forward and says, I was abused as to what her motives are. Yeah. I hate that women have done that in the past, like have come forward falsely to achieve a different agenda for themselves. And I also hate that they, there's not value enough in a woman's voice to yeah. just trust her. Like, well, you know, and it, it, it's it, the uh, amount of allegations that have been proven false is starkly lower than those that have been proven it's true. Genuinely, I think statistically less than two or three percent. It, it's disappointing that they use that as an excuse to not believe women who are being genuine, you know, and it's it's frustrating because it's like, OK, yes, maybe let's say 50 women come forward and say I was raped and one of them is lying. So now you're discounting the 49 others who were like, no, genuinely I was abused by this man. Yeah, exactly. And so to me, like if you put it in like large numbers like that, I think it's harder to justify discounting so many voices. But when you think of it like over time, I think that's how people use it. Like, oh, well, 
10 years ago, this lady said she wasn't raped. So like, how can I believe you? You know, it, 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 to us, it sounds just as ridiculous, but to a lot of people, there's a warped logic there that they use. Yeah. The weirdest thing was how he defended himself. He basically was saying like, he should be allowed to do whatever he wants because that's his art form and his lifestyle isn't understandable for everyone. And he, you know, my lifestyle is to stab first, ask questions later. So I'm thinking I can't be penalized for stabbing. I can't combine my lifestyle with his lifestyle and then solve a lot of problems. I mean, truly. <laughs> but um, I, can't, I can't be held responsible for that. It's just my life, man. That's what I do. That's so, so that's literally what's wrong with American culture. Thank you for listening to my TED talk. <laughs> but anyway, like he, it was interesting. So you used the phrase devil's advocate earlier. And in yeah. an interview about this, he was like, I'd say, I'd use the term devil's advocate, but I am the devil. So I can't. And like, gross, you're so uh, gross, demented. Get out of here. I'm just here to say like, there are good things in this world and there are evil things in this world. And he, for me, just like, I can, I can, I, I don't read auras. I don't like, I, I don't see colors around people, but I can tell you he's not a good person. Like, I just get like a really dark vibe. Like, not just black, but like cloudy lightning. Rasputin has arrived. Like bad. Thunder, the d- sirens. You're like, ooh, Marilyn's here. Like that's what it's like. So genuinely I look at him and I can just tell you that he has a bad soul and he like yeah. hurts people. Clearly because it's, he disgusts me. And I've never, I've never, always trust your gut. And when I look at him, my gut says run. So that, that is so true. Like as a person, if you ever get a gut instinct, that is a good thing to lean into. <laughs> yes. And have I ignored it for milder cases of ex-boyfriends? Absolutely. Has it ever been she wrong? She ignored it for serious cases of ex-boyfriends? Absolutely. I, um, I, it's never been wrong though. So I, I hate it when it pops up because then I know <laughs> that like, it's going to be something I don't like. I'm like, no. <laughs> go away all right don't have time for this (laughs) my last one which is light-ish it's it's a little ridiculous so it's called kung fu vagina and that is a self-proclaimed holistic we're already in trouble sex expert has come under fire for a music video called kung fu vagina which rhapsodizes about jade eggs while embracing asian stereotypes and yellow face uh kim anami debuted the video to promote her vaginal kung fu salon online course and ew so i don't really know what kung fu vagina is i don't really care to know it's not a course that i would ever take but they are singing they're basically parodying kung fu fighting in the music video and it's her and a bunch of other women dressed in stereotypical is the word i'm looking for asian costumes and wearing yellow face and it quickly went awry when social media users accused her of being racist and not only is she being racist but plenty of sex experts have stepped up and said this is dangerous and false information that you're promoting while also being a racist piece of crap so we're <laughs> in over addition two. to being a racist dick you're also wrong <laughs> so good job so i saw it pop up on cosmo and um anything holistic I'm already skeptical of like I know that there are you know good natural remedies to things you know obviously they used to have to use what was around them to solve issues like I'm not saying it's 
debunked, but most people who say holistic, I think I always think like they're pulling energy from the body. And, ooh, oh my gosh. Have you seen those workshops? They're ridiculous. They, they like push energy through people and it's like people doing the worm. It is so weird and strange to watch. <laughs> So she deleted the video from Instagram and YouTube, but her tweet promoting the video has not been deleted. And uh, to me, you just have to be either a huge asshole to do something like this and not at all care about what you're doing, or you have to be so stupid and incapable of critical thought that you have not thought with forethought on this situation whatsoever. You were just like, this is funny. People will like it end of thought versus here are the, all the ways this could, you should always think through what could be the worst possible response to my doing this and assume that that's going to be the popular response that you're going to get. Yeah. I think like in life, accidental cultural appropriation happens and we just need to hold our hands up when it does and say, you know, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But if you're planning to make money off of stereotypes, you know, going into it, that this is something you're trying to capitalize on. And you should know that that is a biased racist intent, mm-hmm. like capitalizing on someone else's culture that that's oppression. <laughs> like that, yeah. that's literally what it is. So like, there's appreci- appreciation and appropriation are often confused with one another, I think. hundred percent. Um, so I, I would say yellow face and doing a music video to Kung Fu fighting in stereotypical garb is appropriation and also mocking and very racist. Well, and again, like a ton, there's a ton of meaning in everybody's cultures and in the artifacts of those cultures. And you don't know what those symbols mean that you're putting on your body or mm-hmm. that you're trying to make money off of. And it's really disrespectful right. to the yeah. people for whom that represents something sacred or special. Someone made an example of appropriation versus appreciation. And she was saying there's the war bonnet in Native American culture. And you have to earn that. Like, that's a big deal in Native American culture. So when people wear the headdresses with the feathers and stuff, that's appropriation because that is something that is very revered in that culture versus there was a picture of children wearing, um, I don't remember what country it was, but they were wearing like their clothing style basically. And she said, one, they're children. And two, we don't hold it in such high regard that we're insulted that, because she was from this country. She wasn't just saying it like on behalf. Yeah. She was saying like, we don't hold that garb in such high regard to our culture that we were insulted when other people wear it, you know, versus like the war bonnet, which is Peter Pan's a great example of this where he wears it. Like that's a huge deal. So yeah, let's keep that in mind, everybody. Okay. Um, mentioned from earlier, I was talking about BDE. Now I'd like Emma to define it so that I don't have to say it because I just, I don't love saying this, but I will go ahead and do it. Um, BDE do it. is big dick energy. And basically oh. it's like arrogant, um, acting like you're all that. It, it's descriptive of a he, him pronoun person who goes around kind of Gaston like and tries to look like their big stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, Madison from Southern Charm. So Southern Charm is a reality show that I watch and I really love. They're based in Charleston. And she basically went on the reunion a couple of days ago and she had a couple of different mentions of celebrities. And she's been in the news a lot because she allegedly uh allegedly what's happening she allegedly dm'd with jay cutler kristen cavallari's ex recent recent ex and with a rod and she's accused 
of having flown out to Miami to sleep with A-Rod and of having also slept with Jay Cutler. Now, she has only admitted to the contact. She has said, like, yes, I have DM'd with these people. She said nothing else. Um, But she and her ex, Austin, fought pretty consistently this season and in previous seasons of the show that they've both Mm -hmm. been on. Um, And basically what she said to him is, stop using that big dick energy when you don't have any. (laughs) Like, (laughs) But um, anyway, she... She's a very talented hairdresser. She's a small business owner. She's a mother. Um, but she's been in the news a lot because she is linked to these two guys. So I'd love to get your opinion on that. I just want to know, like, how do you cheat on JLo? Like, oh, yeah. what happens in your life where you're like, you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> you know, what's confusing to me, uh, well, it just makes me think, like, all men have is the audacity the only thing they have is the audacity and that's all they bring to the table is the audacity because she is not the only insanely hot celebrity to have been cheated on by their mediocre partner. And I recently saw a tweet that I actually, I ended up putting on Facebook as my status that said, carry yourself with the confidence of a mediocre white man. (laughs) (laughs) Truly they have the most insane egos. And I'm just like, who gave it to you? I want to know what sort of relationship you have with like your mom who licensed you with that <laughs> who, attitude <laughs> what test did you take what online exam did you go through to receive the I'm certificate? <laughs> <Yeah>. bde <laughs> i am the best um i have to wonder because this is men across the board i have found and we could get into not all men but we're not going to do that here because this is a safe space for us to whine and groan about mediocre white men and i'm going to do that but i'd like to point out that if you were drawing a venn diagram it was people who act like this people who don't act like this in the circle of people who act like this would be all of emma's exes (laughs) i mean you're not wrong so and most of her current dms You have like the ones in the, they're like hovering in the middle because you're not really sure which side they're going to fall on yet. You yeah, know? they're just like, ooh, surprise. But I, <laughs> I love surprises. What can I, I'm so excited. And I surprise them by unleashing all of my traumas. <laughs> the most inopportune moment. So, can't wait. I save all my issues up and then I throw up on them. <laughs> I, I pretend I, I'm cool girl. If any, if any of you have ever watched in or read cool girl, there's a description of cool girl, which is like cool girl is down to like shotgun a beer and then give you a blowjob. Cool girl is into a hot dog eating contest and no obligations. Like everyone, every woman in their life at some point, however it's looked for them has taken on the persona of cool girl, which yes, means I would not describe it that way. Well, it, dep- <laughs> it just it depends on the type of girl. Yeah. What I mean is that like you're very, cool girl is laid back and doesn't have any expectations or hold men to any obligation. And that's just not the really like the reality of any of our situations. Cool girl is emotionally stunted, has closed off her entire self to being vulnerable with anyone and has no hope of achieving a satisfactory relationship. If she continues to behave in this manner, cool girl, <laughs> but guys love the facade. They love the idea because no, no, they, no. They... immature men love the facade. <laughs> I would, boys love the facade yeah. <laughs> yeah. cool girl because it means that they get to have their cake and eat it too and that's like the dream for boys so um in general like I said 
mediocre white men, crazy amounts of confidence, the, the kind of confidence that lets you go, yeah, cheating on JLo is a viable option. So here's my two minute TED talk about this. I don't have a problem with a woman pursuing a man that she finds attractive when mm-hmm. she's single. Mm-hmm. I have a problem when that woman knows that he is either currently or just recently with another woman. Mm-hmm. So it's not just the guy's job to say no. It's also women's job. It's not fair for a woman to pursue a guy and then for it to be all the guy's fault yeah. because it's both, both people are wrong. Like mm-hmm. It is the guy's fault because he knows he's in a relationship. He's awake. He's alive. He's aware. And if he's in a relationship against his will, then he should call 911. Like, come on. Um, But aside from, you know, the obvious, like, you're the guy, you know, you're in the relationship. It's your job to protect that relationship. As a woman, especially if you're talking about celebrities, Mm -hmm. you're not a, you're not a moron. Like, you know who this person is connected to. And even if they tell you like, oh, like I'm not into like labels or like we're taking a break, you need to use your brain and do the basic arithmetic and say, you know what, this is probably not a good situation to put myself in. This is mm-hmm. probably going to damage someone and possibly end a relationship. I'm not going to do that. You have to hope that, but at the same time, like if it's a celebrity, you know, notorious situation like this, there's a clout is never seen as a bad thing in most situations. Yeah. I think she's definitely enjoying the attention yeah so as uh, that that's problematic in its own way you know it's all the same issues as if you were pursuing someone who's not famous but you know is in a relationship but added to that is like you know you're going to make headlines for it when the truth comes out and you have accepted that and are my you might even be pursuing that so the sad thing is like it always comes from a place of hurt anybody Mm -hmm. who is that desperate for attention from their intended um whoever they're attracted to, like anyone who's that desperate, it comes from a place of such wounded heart. Like you have to be so damaged and so unexpected. You you can't expect that anyone will actually love you for you. And that's what makes you pursue Mm -hmm. this kind of attention and this validation and these these types of relationships. Like nobody, nobody should look at this and go, she's a bad person. You should look at this and go, she's a very wounded person. Mm -hmm. And I think you can say that for like, as much as I've said, oh, some of these people are really bad people. Every bad person comes from a wounded person. Yeah. There is some sort of trauma or some sort of issue that they have not dealt with that has like, I want to use a Harry Potter reference, but um, the, um, the Fantastic Beasts movie where the kid gets taken over by like the dark magic because he's suppressing the magic and he's suppressing all of his pain. Mm-hmm. It's like that. Like mm-hmm. you're taken over by this obscurious, they use the Latin for darkness, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> but, but you're taken over by this darkness and eventually it becomes who you are. And it, that's what it is, is you're not dealing with your pain, your trauma and the things that either happen to you or that happen through you. And you then hurt people because only hurting people hurt people. Yeah, that's true. Uh, all my exes are bad people as far as I'm concerned though. So yes, <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. Anyway, we went through our three. We've been here a hot minoto with everybody. Um, we really have. Please subscribe, rate and review for all of your tea news and or every other topic that we're interested in providing to you. So. Subscribe, click the link. 
Like. Like it. Put a gold star five on it. Follow us on tweeters. <laughs> we do not have the Twitter sphere in our universe, but we are on the gram at the transcontinental t email us at the transcontinental t at gmail.com at us you can dm us at us yeah at us so our you can dm me on my personal if you'd so like but uh, i think that you should keep it business professional please don't if you slide into my dms with nonsense you will be featured in a bad way so just keep that in mind so publicity is not always positive my friend oh (laughs) um anyway uh, that's all i've got Hannah, you got anything else Nope, we were here for both a long and a good time. So I'm Hannah. I am Emma. And that's the tea.